Is this Mr. Bart Millard? This is he. <laughs> or or as the hipsters call him, B-Mill. <laughs> yes, or the old people call me Bart Millard. Oh, <laughs> we just lost him. He's totally gone. As the old people call you, and then you're gone. <laughs> you up on oh, yeah. yeah, speaking of old people, I can't work my headphones. <laughs> hey, what's this button? <laughs> I've got these new headphones that if you tap the side of them, it does stuff. And so I was trying to adjust them. I think oh, I hung up on you by yeah, touching the side of my did. headphones. Yeah, my wife does anyway, that with her I, AirPods to me every time. Oh, gosh. Every gosh. Time. Not good. So what, I don't know what, where to grab them. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, old people call me Bart Millard. So it's okay. Yes. Well, Kevin was clarifying, like, what? how do you pronounce it? I said, it's Millard. And, and then I said, but... He just calls himself Bart, so don't worry. And then I said, I bet you the guys all have a bunch of nicknames for each other after this many years in a band that's together. When, when I came up with B-Mill. So I think that's pretty, well, we, pretty yes, cool. We don't, uh, we don't have nicknames, but I'm probably partially to blame be, why people mispronounce my name. Because for years, we do so many interviews. And so the joke became, because I don't know, like, for me, it doesn't make, I don't understand the whole Millard thing. Maybe because it rhymes with Bart. It just comes out that way yeah. for people. Because, uh-huh. like, you don't play billiards. It's not a Mallard <laughs> duck. You don't shop at billiards. I mean, it's, but, and so, but the problem was, at first, I was like so perplexed. But then when someone would say, okay, we've got Bart Millard, I go, no, no, it's Millard. I would correct them no matter what they said. I would correct them with the opposite for years. And now it's payback. Oh, that's no hilarious. One, like, no one to blame but yourself. And, yeah. We would wait till I got on the air, and I'd go, "No, no, it's Millard or it's Miller." They're like, "Oh shoot, oh, okay, wow, okay." Thought and I had now it right this everyone's time. confused. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my gosh, have you always been such a jokester? Because I don't know what it is with your masks that look like old man faces, other than your own. They crack me up so much. Like I just laugh so yeah. hard. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think it gets worse when things are the more serious things get. So the mm. pandemic was like, man, I should have been a stand-up comic because I just didn't have enough time to be that afraid. And so, <laughs> and man, especially during the pandemic, I joked with a guy saying, man, around spring, it's like when it first started happening, it's like when the Titanic was going down, every musician went to the lifeboat that is YouTube or social media and put in, and would play the most emotional performances, like gut-wrenching, like watching The Notebook like 10 times a day. And I was like, man, <laughs> this is too heavy. I can't, you know, I can't do this again. And so we started just trying to be funny. And, and yeah. so like, like the Hurry Up and Wait, the album wasn't even close to being finished, but we the label said it was, they, they allowed us to kind of just put it out there just so we could make a video of me being in my pajamas stuck in a cabin (laughs) trying to be funny. And so So all of that was just so that we could make the video, which is a little backwards, but I love it. It was a great idea. How weird was it like trying to work on stuff while being semi quarantined and not knowing what was going on in the world with COVID? How hard was it to work on band stuff? It was, it was very difficult from a touring aspect. I mean, we haven't, we've done one show in, a little over a year. And, um, but the good news for us was we just bought a cabin. We made into a studio, uh, about two years ago. Oh, cool. And so, um, you know, it's weird. Our first single is actually almost home, which will be a year and a half old when yeah. the album releases. <laughs> so ideally the album was supposed to come out a couple months later, but the pandemic hit. And so we slowed everything that we knew they wouldn't release an album while we're not touring. Mm. So it was like, what do we do now? And nobody knew. And so we kind of wiped the slate clean and started over making a whole mm. different record. 
just so that we would have something to do every day. Like just, and so yeah. I would still go to the cabin daily and have work and, and just we tried our hardest to make it feel normal, which in, when it's in the album-making season, that's kind of what it would be. We would just go to the yeah. studio. We would clear out our live shows for a while and then go work on the album. So it felt about as normal as it could. It's, yeah. You know, there's a weird thing, like, with when you finish an album, there's a weird, like, post-depression. It's almost like mm. that day-after-Christmas kind of feeling. Yeah. And and, um, and I just I figured that would have been really bad during the pandemic because – then you're just kind of sitting on your hands. And so I'm like, we just, we, we drug it out until, you know, the end of this February or first of this March and finally handed it in. And, and it, it saved our lives, probably saved oh. my marriage too. Who knows? Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> it was good keyword, to say I went to the cabin every day and your wife yep. went, whew, thank goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of my favorite songs from the new Mercy Me Project, Inhale, Exhale, is On Our Way. It's just got so much hope. And I wanted to ask you, what did it feel like as a dad to partner with your son? Uh, it was it was surreal. It's it's, it's my favorite moment on the record. Uh, just, you know, we, we have different features on the album that we're really proud of. but And that one kind of happened on accident. Uh, Sam, he's 19. Uh, I We moved to Nashville from Dallas when he was 12, and he was really depressed about leaving his friend. And so we, we got him, we put him in guitar lessons. Oh, and the guitar came became his best friend, and um, and so I knew he could play, but he would never sing in front of me oh, until wow. uh, probably fifteen or sixteen. I had no clue. I mean, I knew he could carry a tune, but mm-hmm. we're, I'm in bed uh, one night. And my wife's on Instagram, and she's playing this. I could hear this guy singing, and and I was genuinely like, "Man, that's really good. Who is that?" And she goes, "This is your son." <gasps> I just started sobbing uncontrollably. Oh. So first time I ever heard him was on Instagram. No oh, kidding. And, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it was beautiful, and it sounded like an old soul, and I was like, I couldn't, I think he was, uh, yeah, he was 15 or 16, and so we started talking, I was like, buddy, I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be just wearing my proud dad goggles, but you've got something, it's mm-hmm. really good. And, he does. And it was, it's a, it's a really, I mean, it doesn't matter what you do, when your kids show interest in what you do, it's a pretty proud moment, too, and the scary part was that what if they're not good and they want to do it? It's like, oh, you to be a manager. Let's try managing. Then you're that, but, uh, you're that parent on American Idol. Oh, he sings like an angel. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's like I'm the one that actually ruined his life making him go to the But, uh, yeah, it's like, why didn't you tell me? But, um, and so, so I was like, buddy, I said, man, just keep doing what you're doing. And I, I got him, uh, some of the friends that we know, like, so I just told him to start working on songwriting, you know, you know, kind of like treading water, like in the meantime, work on this. If, yeah. if I would have known this at your age, I, you know, I would, he's mm. 10 times better than I, I was in. So he came to us, he came to me and he was writing with these two guys that he's friends with. And he said, Hey, uh, speaking of American Idol, there's these publishing companies that'll send out these things saying, Hey, for a couple of hundred bucks, if you can write us a song that'll go in the next American Idol commercial, we'll, we'll try to get you on there. So it's kind of a scam because a couple Ooh. hundred bucks is nothing for, they, they take your royalties and all that kind of stuff. So, so he goes, but it was, he was like, it's the only opportunity he could find. So he said, Hey, I wrote this course for this American Idol thing and it was on our way. And I was like, dude, I said, this is unbelievable. Like, this is really good. And, uh, and I said, and there's no way you're giving this to these people for hundred dollars. <laughs> <Good whatever."> yeah. <laughs> and so, and so I, and, and then he was like, well, maybe I want to record. And I was like, well, may, even that's a better thing than what giving it away. So I let the band hear it and the label hear it. Well, the label was like, no, no. He goes, this, this should be on your record. Like, let it be, let it be treated like a legit songwriter. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I'm sitting there going, Hey, I'm, I'm still, I'm still paying for his car payment. So I'd love for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was, uh, it was, 
it was the most awkward conversation to go to my son and say, okay, daddy loves your song. Now daddy wants to take your song. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And it was like <laughs> right. And, and, you know, and at first he was hesitant because, you know, every 18 year old at the time was like, you know, I want a recorder or whatever. And, and I was like, buddy, I was like, I get it. I said, but it, it, you would take a year to even get an album finished. And I'm telling you from experience, those first songs you write, are the first ones you kick off the album because they're old to you by the time you work on the record. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like manna, and it's like, I'm telling you, this is a great way to start is to be featured on a Mercy Me record and then figure out what you want to do. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Did he and break so, your heart uh, and go, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to run it by the guys in For King and Country first. See, <laughs> right, exactly. See what yes, they they, yes, they, they've made a better offer. Like, <laughs> small bones. But, uh, uh, so, um, but, yeah, so uh, he, uh, yeah, I told him because he, he wanted to do the label thing and he will one day. And I was just like, and he, it, he felt, he thought that I was kind of like against it because I was very, I wasn't, I was very proud, but didn't show it. Not in a mean uh. way, but I was very, I was very hesitant about because there was a couple of labels that heard about it and called and mm. and before he was eighteen, I just kept saying no and he finally was like, Why are you doing this? And I said, Buddy, I said, You've got to trust me on this. I said, The second you you get this and you get on stage, they're gonna expect you to know what to say and what you believe in. Mm. And un- unless you and until you do, if you're not careful, if you do this the wrong way, you're gonna hate Jesus in about five years. And, uh, and I said, like a child actor kind of thing. And I was like, man, just enjoy music, love music, because it will become a job and you'll have to try harder to stay in love with it. Right now is the best time of your life to just try everything and hear everything anyway. And he totally accepted that. And, um, and so him singing on the album was an accident. It was supposed to be all me. And I went in and helped him finish the verse, writing the verses. And I was singing it and I was so sick. My voice was shot. So I told Sam, finish the back half they'll they'll get it i just i can't do it and so he sang it took it to the label and the band and they were the ones that were like hey we need to leave sam on this like, yeah killing it and he's got a great and voice. i would have never suggested it because i'm always the really careful about that kind of stuff yeah. like i don't want to be the my you know the coach where his kid's always the quarterback yeah but uh uh and so i was but it was like i'm trying to hold tears back when they because you know they're like his he's got five uncles for his entire life and they yeah. love him. And Aww. so when they said, man, they were so excited about putting Sam on there. And, uh, and now it's like, it was never meant to be a single or anything. And we still don't know, but radio, like you guys keep bringing it up. And I'm just like, I'm, my fingers are crossed. I hope it is the yes. next single. would be so much fun to so do that. Cool. So couldn't be prouder. It's really, really awesome. Song that really, song that really popped to me, um, was the one with Glor- Gloria Gaynor, brand new. Awesome. Yes. And that guitar, yes. like, it, it sounds like uh, you've got some Nile Rodgers going on in that song. Well, um, it, Barry is basically Nile Rodgers, our guitar player. That's all <laughs> him. And, and there is a, there's an inner, there's a YouTube, like, sensation guy named Corey Wong, who's a great guitar player, and he's very much, that's in his wheelhouse. And our producer was working on something and Corey happened to be in the studio. I never met him. And so he plays a couple of those licks and just cause we thought it was awesome to have him on it. But that song, man, we, we were ner- We wrote it early and then pulled it off the record cause we were nervous. We didn't want it to feel like it was a gimmick. We wanted to be able to play this disco stuff like legitimately well. Like that's all of us playing on that out on the, on the, like we don't use other musicians. So we get nervous if it's like, is this convincing? And so mm. we pulled it off. And then by the end of the tail end of the album, we were doing this 30,000 foot view, view of all the songs. And we just thought, man, it needs some, one more song that just kind of 
the kind that'll get you caught dancing in a red light in your car when nobody's looking. <laughs> and so brand new, that song came back in and we were literally going to send it to mix that night. Was, we call it the idiot check where he makes sure there's any parts we're missing. Then we'll send it off. And that evening, Mike, our guitar player was like, man, you know what would make it legit is what if Gloria Gaynor sang on it? And I was like, that's a crazy idea. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. I'd worked with, I, I'd worked with Gloria on her gospel record. She did a couple years oh, ago. And I hadn't talked to her much, but, but I, and the producer that was on that track produced that album. So there, I was like, man, there, this could work, but we have to do it fast. So I, I sent her the song that same night and said, Hey, I know this is crazy. But we have a disco song, and we can't do disco without Gloria Gaynor. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. And she was, and she flipped out. She's like, "No, everybody asks me to do power ballads. No one's ever asked." She was, "I feel like I'm a kid again." Yes, I'll do it. Oh, it's great. And so, and so that was Friday. She was in a studio in New Jersey on Monday, and we were zooming with her as she sang the part. It happened ah, so fast. That's awesome. And, and what's crazy is that she texts me every week, like, "What's the plan? How are we promoting this?" I'm so excited. Like, she's so into it. Oh, that's, and cool. that's awesome. such a sweetheart and so yeah. awesome. And yeah, Aww. yeah, it's a very proud moment too. It's, it's Definitely. been a, yeah, that song's awesome. We're excited about the album coming out. Inhale, <gasps> exhale. <sighs> and right. before we let you roll, we have an either or for you, or we're going to give you some either or scenarios and you have to pick one. Okay. Okay. I'm All right. Ready. They ask you, B-Mill, Bart, they, <laughs> they ask you to sing the national anthem and you have to pick either the Daytona 500 or Game 7 of the World Series? Which one do you go with? Game 7 of the World Series. No, Ooh. not even close. Wow. <laughs> not even close. Didn't even hesitate. All right. The yeah, second... I'll, do, I'll, do game, I'll do Game 1 of the Wild Card before I'll do Daytona. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love baseball, too. Right. Okay, so second question of would you rather, with Bart from Mercy Me, okay, would you rather listen to I Can Only Imagine on karaoke night or on Chick-fil-A Muzak. <laughs> okay, time out. One question. Is that other people singing in karaoke night? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, no question. <laughs> karaoke. That, that's like, I may put that up there with Game 7 of the World Series. Oh, like, wow. Okay. We might have to arrange the, the that few, next time you're in town. <laughs> and the only reason, we've had a couple of times where, like, I remember we did a tour of Jars of Clay years ago, and we were in Seattle, and we went to a karaoke bar afterwards just to see who was singing. <laughs> And, uh, and this lady got up saying, imagine, and it was, and it wasn't, and it was, it was so bad, but yet she was so, she was so into it. It was like, I'd never be more proud of writing that song. That so, That's awesome. As long as they don't know that I'm in the crowd or everything to do with the song, yeah, I'm yeah. all into listening to that all night. Have you ever been in Chick-fil-A when your songs come on the Chick-fil-A music? I have. I actually have the Chick-fil-A music song. I, it was given to me after I heard it oh, enough. And funny. it sounds like it's straight out of Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Either or, would you rather have the opportunity to perform with Kiss in full makeup or guest <laughs> on Willie Nelson's album? Oh man, it's got to be guest on Willie Nelson's album, like for sure. Like that's a, that's a, that's a hard one, but like Willie Nelson's a huge part of my the way I grew up in Texas. My dad yeah. was a huge country west fan. I love Willie Nelson. Kiss, that's my cool. first, my second rock show I ever saw was Kiss. So I could 
I could go that route, but that's a little intimidating. I'd rather sing with Willie. Yeah, that's awesome. The, the eight, Willie wouldn't make you wear eight-inch platform boots. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would rather sing with Willie in a no-smoking zone at somewhere. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke-free. <laughs> I don't know if Willie has one of those. <laughs> I know, yes. yes. <laughs> well, uh, we've got, since we're running out of time, Bart, I know you're, you're out of time. I've got to tell everyone that if you're already familiar with the Mercy Me hit single from this project, Say I Won't. It's uh, right now top 10 in the Billboard National Christian Airplay. But you have got to go watch the music video because when you hear the story behind the song about Gary Miracle, your friend, it it will change your life. Mm-hmm. It will totally change your life. It is so beautiful. I'm, I'm obsessed with this story, um, Bart. I'm, it, it must be bring him so much hope to see the good that's coming from what he's been through. Yeah, it's been incredible. Gary was our first merch guy 25 years ago. He's our oh, wow. micro guitar player's roommate. He's been he's been part of the family forever. And and what's weird is that part of that song was because of Gary, but not how you think. Like uh, when I first started writing the song in 2019, it was out of a couple of years of text conversation I've been having with Gary about identity and Christ and mm-hmm. grace and and just he kind of grew up in a legalistic Baptist church like I did, and just kind of unraveling, unpacking all that truth was these on like the line of driving 35 with a rocket inside. I didn't know what I had. Those are things that I would say to Gary, like, man, when you realize what's inside of you, everything changes. And so mm-hmm. two years of having these conversations, telling him what books to read and stuff. Well, then Gary got really sick and had septic, uh, went sepsis and, and, and his blood and uh, almost lost him. And, um, and they had him on life support and knew that, Hey, we think we were, we think we're going to save him, but he's going to lose all of his limbs. And, and uh, then pandemic hit, so we had to watch from a distance. Mm. And um, and so I just randomly, I, I was so, I mean, you know, glued to his story, obviously. And and uh, it was time to start writing again because we put everything on pause because we didn't know when album was coming out. So I got back to say I won't, and it shifted from this identity thing to this overcomer like Rocky moment, like mm. a, you know, and you know the bridge saying, you know, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So keep on saying I won't, and I'll keep proving you wrong. And it was still, it was definitely inspired by Gary's attitude coming out of all this, and mm. how, you know, these things that we take for granted became milestones yeah. for him, and he wasn't going to back down. And and so by the time I finished the song, I just Gary's DNA was all over it. And so um, we were trying to figure out like we couldn't tour promote these songs. So we were like, man, it needs to be a really powerful video if we mm-hmm. can't, you know, just to get in front of our fans. And and so our label brought us the story of someone that was going through something and or somebody with ALS that we didn't know and said, maybe we could tell this story. And it felt really kind of icky, like I'm exploiting someone's story I don't know for the sake of a song. And mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And then I, the more we talked about it, I was like, why don't we try to tell Gary's story if he's up for it? Because that, that's, you know, he's part of us. And yeah. So I remember calling him and. And one of the things he said was, he's, he's like, man, he goes, I'm not emotionally, this is before I asked him, he's like, I'm not emotionally in anywhere, any place to to stand on stage and speak about what I've gone through. He goes, one day I will. And he goes, I hope, I know there's purpose in this. And I hope that people, you know, if they ever hear my story and feel like they're able to overcome something, that would make it easier to get out of bed each day. And mm. So I said, well, buddy, I said, why don't you let us tell your story for you for now? Yeah. And he just started sobbing and he and he hadn't heard the song. I hadn't let him hear the song yet. So I sent it to him and he was like freaking out. He's like, are you kidding me? And he was like, and he was like, it's like it was written for me. I was like, dude, did you not hear anything I said? It was. <laughs> it was like, and he was like, why don't you listen? No, and, uh, so, uh, and so, 
And so we, we, the video, we did the video ourselves. It turned out better than we ever thought oh, possible. Yeah. And, so and what's cool is when you watch it, there's shots of Gary that where he's turning and he's watching all these videos play. Well, he refused to see any of the videos until right then. He didn't oh. want to know what was going to be there. And so there was a raw emotion that we captured that was so intense that we decided not to put it in the video. It's like, you know what, oh, we're going to keep wow. this for us and Gary yeah. because he was just sobbing. And, and what's mm-hmm. cool about the back half of the video when it's all these people holding signs was when Gary told me, man, it'd be cool to know that people might be inspired to overcome stuff. I instantly called a bunch of my friends and like Pat Riley, Ben Roethlisberger, Toby Mack, Scott Hamilton, and I told them a story, and in two minutes, they sent me signs of things they were trying to overcome. Toby's mm-hmm. the one that kills me. Oh, get, that one got like, me. Oh. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is that in, in such a humble way, he just said, hey, man, do you think it's okay if I say say I won't see my son again? I just started sobbing. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, like he wanted to make sure that was okay. Oh, and I was like, of course. Wow. And, and, uh, yeah. And so Gary never saw those until oh, right then gosh. when he's sitting there. And he was pointing like, is that, is that, you know, and he loves Toby more than here. And it was just, it, oh. it, there's so much that video that was such a, uh, it's so, it's such a big deal to me that people don't even know about while making it and mm. just couldn't be prouder of the way it turned out and, and just proud to be able to kind of do this journey with Gary. Yeah, definitely. It's so powerful. Well, we are so excited about Inhale, Exhale yeah. out Friday, April 30th. And we should tell everybody to go to your Instagram account because they can uh, buy tickets to, you're going to be like doing a live broadcast to celebrate the, the CD coming yes. out. So yeah, we should tell everybody to go take we it, take, take, get your tickets today. <laughs> yeah. I think somebody told me it's like, it's momenthouse.com slash mercy me. And yeah. Momenthouse.com so slash mercy me. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> our friends are like, our friends are like, how does this work? I'm like, look, man, we're just, we're trying to keep our crew on staff. It's $20 a ticket to watch this thing that we've created. And so, just bring 200 of your friends and it's like, it's going to be less than a dollar a piece or whatever that yeah. is. But, you know, you share. For yeah, just pennies yeah, a day, you can keep Mercy Me's exactly. crew employed. Seriously. <laughs> yes, awesome. exactly. Yes. Just bring, get all your friends and pack it out or whatever. So hopefully oh, people check it, it out. It, it yes. turned out pretty cool. Yes. Bart, it's always a pleasure to hang with you. Thanks for the new project. We are loving it. And uh, we can't wait till we can see you in person yeah. again soon. I know. Same here. I can't wait. All right. right. We'll talk to you later, Bart. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.